Crowley, great job previewing the Dodgers coming to town. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. Cubs outstanding in Oakland. It's season two. It's episode 29. Don't forget, listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Crowley, let's take a look at the standings after the Cubs swept the Oakland A's. You would think, Dustin, that, hey, we swept the A's. Everything's great. We took, uh, what, five or six games in the West Coast swing, and we should be in first place? No, the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know how they do it, Dustin. I'm telling you, I still truly think that Craig Council is the best manager in the NL Central. He's got that team. Go look at their lineup. Go look at their lineup. Look at their averages. I know that's not everything. But, you know, they have an injury to Woodruff, but somehow Milwaukee's 14-5. and five. Seven and three in the last 10, the exact same as the Cubs in their last 10, seven and three. So the Cubs have not gained any ground. They're at 11 and six in second place, followed by Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Cincinnati. St. Louis, eight and 11. So kind of watch that because uh, just kind of surprising to see how that, that kind of start that they're getting out to, you know? Yeah, they're heating up a little bit. They won a couple games, I believe, in a row. Have the Pirates. All right, little uh, injury report news. Some good news about uh, Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, he's now on a five-day plan, kind of, you know, just like a regular starter would. He has a bullpen game tomorrow, three innings, and an extended spring training game on Saturday. So there, he's getting ramped up. Cody Hewer will throw live BP today. This is, you know, everyone always said that that, you know, Craig Kimbrell trade was a bust because maybe Nick Magical had a bad season. Cody Hero was always the guy I was looking at that, and I cannot wait until um, I see him pitching for the Cubs. It's going to be great. Be a nice uh, addition to that bullpen, there's no doubt. And it's a pretty good bullpen as is. Already, what, right. Right. What you want is swing and miss stuff. You don't want guys that pitch to contact, and any guy that you can have that misses bats in a bullpen is, is a guy that you want. Uh, Nelson Melasquez and Miles Mastroboni were added to the I-Cubs roster. Remember, I was telling you that they were keeping Nelson around for a little bit in case Cody um, Cody Bellinger's wife is due at any moment, but you have to report within 72 hours. So they kept him for about 48 hours, and then he had to report to Iowa. So Nelson Velasquez back with Iowa as along with Miles Masturbani. All right, so I don't need to hear his name again, Miles Masturbani. It's a you know, break glass in case of emergency on that one. Let's talk a little uh, news and notes. Joe Madden was on the Scores Afternoon Show on Monday and really had a uh, a comment, Crowley, that stuck out to me. Um, I don't know, you know, we may take this out of context a little bit, not necessarily sour grapes, but something that I had always predicted. There, There is definitely was definitely i think there probably still is there was some bad blood going on between uh theo jed combo and uh joe madden on his way out the door well let's hear what joe had to say about um you know they were the, the they were talking about the extensions for ian nico, Happ and yep. nico horner right yep. uh, you remember the big you know the big uh what was being tagged on the Cubs was that they can't extend their own guys. Well, they extended two of them. And so Joe was asked, and here was Joe's reply. I'm interested how you took the Cubs recent signings of both Nico Horner and Ian Happ to those three-year extensions. We went through all this drama leading up to the trade deadline last year. What are they going to do? Are they going to let him test free agency? When you kind of had to twist in the wind when it came to the futures of so many of your star players, do you draw any conclusions from what the Cubs are doing? Honestly, I do not. I'm just happy for Ian. I'm happy for Nico. I like both those guys. Um, those those are their uh, centerpieces right now. 
Uh, they know what they have in the minor leagues. They know what's going to be available through free agent in the near future. They know what their parameters are, economically speaking. So that's that's their call on that. But I never lament that. I just, yeah, we should have stayed together longer. There's no question. We had we had a lot more chicken left on the bone. We did, but not given the opportunity. I'll say that because it's true. But what's going on right now, man, I'm just happy for Nico and I'm happy for Ian. And again, this is the present-day Cubs. This isn't the several years ago Cubs. This is, uh, you can't revisit that. It's over. So they got to do what they think is right right now. And these are really good players and are good dudes, too. Well, you definitely can revisit it, with all due respect, Joe. That That's why podcasts exist. That's why Sports Talk Radio exists. It's so that you can revisit things. Uh, a lot more chicken on that bone. Hmm. Based on how these guys have played since they got out of town, right now it looks like Jed and Theo made the right moves because none of them, none of them right now, this year especially, are playing up to what those contracts would have been and they'd still be here with the Cubs. Yeah, you saw Javi Baez the other day got benched. Got he benched! How many, he, got, he forgot how many outs there were. Um, you know... I think Chris Bryant hit his first home run in Colorado. First the other home day. run, first home run is a Rocky. First home so, run is a Rocky. It's it's you're, kind of, you're you're looking at this and you're saying to yourself, you know, I love Joe Madden. I think Joe Madden is really an interesting character. I think he he was great for the Cubs. I don't think any other manager gets them to win the World Series. Oh, but, I got nothing bad to say about him. No, nope, but I think I, he I, felt like he was being he was being micromanaged by the guys up top. I absolutely think that, especially at the end, and it's in his book, The Book of Joe, which is a great book with Tom Verducci, if he had a chance to read it yet. Um, there's there's no doubt that I, I think what bothers him more than anything is everybody pretty much was going to be done at 2020. We know uh, Bryant, Javi, Rizzo, everyone's contract was coming up at 2020. I think it really chips Joe that he didn't get to finish it up. He, I think he felt that if you aren't going to re- extend any of us, it let us finish up what we want to do. And that Joe did not get that opportunity. He was let go after the 2019 season. As far as more chicken on the bone, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't, I didn't see it. it, it I mean, was, maybe it, if Joe, maybe to your point, maybe if Joe's frying the chicken, okay. Maybe if Joe's frying the chicken, but otherwise, I I, don't, I didn't see it either. No, you you saw that the, the team was very streaky. They didn't have guys that could get on base after they lost. Ben Zobrist was a real catalyst for them. Uh, there, was, there was other guys that were catalysts as well. And, and when all of a sudden these guys were getting those bad streaks, you'd get those long losing streaks. Uh, you know, they, they made it to the NLCS in 15, 16, 17, won it in 16. But then all of a sudden you took a look in 2018, they had the best record and then Milwaukee caught them and then they lost in the wild card. And then in 2019, they, they just were awful, especially on the road. And so, you know, he, they, they let Joe go and, and I was sad to see it, but no, I don't think there was any more chicken left on that bone. I would have loved to have had one more, you know, meal of that chicken, but I, it just wasn't there. What do you think, Crowley, real quick, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Do you think Joe Madden finds his way into a dugout again, or do you think it's it's all done for him? I think it's all done for him. Um, okay. maybe, I just, uh, you know, I think that the he way He wants that, to be back. He, he wants another shot. Yeah, you know, and no doubt about that. But, you know, based on what was in the book, it, you know, I, I just don't see a lot of uh, front offices, the way that front offices are constructed now, wanting a guy like Joe in there that, that – you know, the guy, the front offices want more control and Joe wants them to have less. So you're kind of just setting yourself up there. I don't think it would really work out. 
All right, so Crowley, the Cubs have uh, won four series in a row. They just swept the A's. We called this episode Cubs Outstanding in Oakland. As we reviewed the three games, the three W's uh, for the Cubs, uh, I never heard Trey Mancini's name mentioned once through all of that, good or bad. And I did not hear Eric Hosmer until the last um, segment, the third game, the sweep, where he hit his first home run as a Cub. Yeah. Because of the fact that the Cubs are winning, we're kind of forgetting. I think people are forgetting. They are really underperforming right now at first base. Like, I bet if we really dug into the numbers, like last year's first base right now might be better than the combined first base of the Cubs at this moment. And Matt Mervis has been doing a nice job down in Iowa. Do you think one of these guys gets like a little hamstring, gets a little contusion to a knee gets a little shoulder something something and we see Matt Mervis called up or is it too early and they're winning so let's see what happens I I, people aren't going to like my answer but I think it's too early and they're winning so they're going to see what happens Trey Mancini signed a two-year 14 million dollar contract in the offseason he's had 56 at bats 11 hits one home run nine RBIs and 18 strikeouts so he is slashing 196 220 250 no doubt that that Trey is struggling. He's 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 admitted as much and said his teammates were there for him. And you know what, Dustin? Sometimes that happens. Guys just come out of the gate bad. I mean, we don't. No one makes rash. You shouldn't make rash decisions within three weeks. Remember, we all want how many people wanted to get rid of Drew Smiley, right? right? And all of a sudden he settled down. He's fine now. Trey Mancini over 162 is going to be a good hitter, an average first baseman. He's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be, he's also not going to be batting 196 come August or September. Um, Eric Hosmer, he's getting paid the league minimum by the Cubs. He's getting paid $720,000. San Diego is still paying off that big contract, but in 47 at bats, he's had 11 hits, no home runs, nine RBIs, four walks, and slashing 234, 294, 277. So like you were talking about, Dustin, there's no pop coming from first. You got no slug. Nothing. 250 for Mancini and 277 from Hosmer. And then you do take a look at what Matt Mervis is doing in Iowa. In 41 at-bats, he has 12 hits, three doubles, three home runs. He's slashing 293, 456, 585, which is exactly what you want to see from a first baseman. He's more patient. Um, I think, personally, he they're going to wait till it warms up a little bit. Unfortunately, it's really stunk. I'm talking weather-wise. But the weather has stunk. Iowa's last five games, they haven't played in five days. So yeah, it's been terrible. Yeah. They're playing today, but I, I really – so the Cubs made a really sneaky good hire this year. They hired back John Maley. He was their hitting coach in the 2015-16-17 run. And he is considered one of the great minds when it comes to hitting. Very well respected throughout the league. He was at the with at the Angels with Joe Madden, and when Joe got let go at the end of the season, uh, Maley was let go. Obviously, you know you got a coach who wants to get his own guys in there, but I think that John Maley's really going to do a great job with those young guys, whether it's Morrell, Mervis, Brennan Davis, go down the list. But but I think he's going to be a, a huge asset to this organization. And so it's it's okay right now, but if all of a sudden Matt Mervis keeps ripping it up, I, I, I'm I'm kind of tentatively circling the first week of May when I expect Matt Mervis to be up. Ooh, and that would be, wow. Okay, well, that that that, that would be fine with me, but that that's, to me, that's right around the corner. Like, that, that's, it is. that's 
two weeks at the most. That's right. That's right around the corner. Now, real quick, do you think that you would, without looking ahead at the schedule, but you may know it off the top of your head because that's how you are, is do you, I mean, for selfishly, you'd want him to open up at Wrigley, but do you think they open him up at Wrigley, open up on the road because of some of the unforeseen pressure? What do you think? What's the smart move there? They, in the past, Jed and Theo have, have opened, usually had guys start on the road. Unless right. obviously something comes up, so that but would Jed's probably not, be... you know Jed's here, Theo's Theo's not, and you know wonder what Carter Hawkins thinks about that. What would they do in Cleveland? Right, but I would say more than anything, I I could see him starting on the road, but but you know we'll see what happens, and and who knows if Mancini gets hot. But it would be nice to have really you know another big bat in the DH spot. So whoever's playing first or not. You know, you open up May against the Nationals. And that, we've talked about how difficult April was. The Nationals is like the is like Oakland. It's like a little bit of a breathing room to kind of just collect yourself. That would not be the worst place to start Matt Mervis. All right. Let's now, Crowley, take a look. The uh, Cubs are getting ready to get on air rickets and head back uh, to Chicago, and they bring the uh, Dodgers into town. Big four-game series coming up at Wrigley Field. How many of the uh, how many of the four is Crowley going to get to? <laughs> I think I'm just going to one. I'm thinking I'm going Thursday night, the opener. So Okay, tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah, the Dodgers finished up a rough homestand against the Cubs and the Mets. They dropped two of three to both of those teams, including a 5-3 to three loss today. The Dodgers are 9-10, and 10, good for second place in the NL West, 4-6 and six in their last 10 games, while the Cubs come back as conquering heroes, winning 5 out of 6 against the Dodgers and the A's. So as we talked about, they're 11-6, and six, they're 8-2 and two in their last 10, and a four-game winning streak going. So let's keep it going, right? Let's keep it going. So when we look at the pitching probables for game one, it's a rematch of Saturday night's game in Los Angeles, Jamison Tyone and Michael Grove. We thought the Cubs would do well against Grove. That wasn't the case. They don't have a lot of experience against them. Now they've seen them. So hopefully they can do a little bit better. Jamison Tyone had his best start of the season going five innings pitch, giving up two hits, zero runs, two walks and seven K's. He struggled through the first two innings, but if you remember, Cody Bellinger robbed Jason Hayward of a home run, and then Tyone yes, settled did. down and looked really, really good. And then after giving up nine runs in his previous start against Arizona, Michael Grove shut the Cubs down going 5.2 innings. He gave up only two hits on one run. That was a home run to Patrick Wisdom with two walks and six Ks. So I'm really hoping that the offense does much, much better against Michael Grove. Game two sees Drew Smiley, 1-1 one one of 470 ERA versus Julio Urias, 3-1 with a 190 ERA. And that's a rematch you of love, Sunday's game. You love saying his name. You love oh, yeah. saying yeah. That's you a fun one. Roll, you love rolling those R's. <laughs> so uh, the Cubs took the series against Urias, and Smiley went, uh, you know, 5-1 and one and 5.2 innings pitch. He gave up one run on four hits, two walks, three Ks. Urias took the loss, his first of the year. He went 5.2 innings, but you remember he gave up eight hits, three runs, but only two of them were earned. He walked one and struck out six, but the Cubs got an unearned run off him and made him throw a lot of pitches in the fifth. He was frustrated. He was flustered. And then in the sixth, he gave up back-to-back jacks to Wisdom and Bellinger, and the Cubs, shockingly, were able to beat Urias and take the series. Game three, a couple of young starters. Hayden Wisniewski, 1-0 with a 4.15 ERA, and Dustin May, 1-1 with a 3 ERA. We talked about Hayden having his best start against the A's, going seven innings pitch, giving up five hits, one run, zero walks, and seven Ks. Struggled the first two innings, but stru- settled in, 
got more comfortable with the slider, which is his big out pitch. That's the one where he gets the weak contact off the bat or gets the strikeout, which he was struggling to do, finish guys off. Did a great job against the A's. This is going to be tougher against the Dodgers. Uh, Derek May struggled in his last outing against the Mets. He went 5.2. He gave up eight hits, five runs, no walks, and one K. The offense gave him five runs of support, but that didn't factor into the decision. He also gave up a home run to former Cub and very big boy Dan Vogelbach. <laughs> 16-inch softball player there. Oh, Game... He'd be the king. He'd be the king of <laughs> Chicago 16. Yep. Game four, he's mo- this is the one. If you are a, a, a baseball fan, I'm not talking about a Cub fan or a Dodger fan. If you are a baseball fan, this is the one you want to get out to. Marcus Stroman, 2-1 with a .75 ERA versus Clayton Kershaw, 3-1 with a .252 ERA. Against Oakland, Stroman went six innings, gave up two hits, no runs, two walks, and five Ks. He set down the last 14 hitters he faced, but he was not in line for the win. Unfortunately, the offense didn't help him out. For the Dodgers, future Hall of Famer Clayton Kershaw takes the mound. He earned his 200th win on Tuesday, going seven innings, giving up no runs, three hits, and nine Ks. Well, Crowley, I got to tell you, I'm glad there's no flexing like the Sunday night game. So otherwise they would have flexed this if they knew that this was the pitching matchup they were going to get. And uh, it's the Mets and Giants on the four-letter network on Sunday night. So I'm thrilled this is a 120 over at uh, Wrigley Field. I I may try to sneak there. We'll see what happens with the weekend and the weather and everything I got to get done. (laughs) Understood. All right, Crowley. uh, Who's hot? Who's not? Cubs and Dodgers. Hot. Cody Bellinger, 9 for 21 with one home run, two RBIs. Ian Happ, 8 for 22 with one home run and six RBIs. When we talk about not, we've mentioned Trey Mancini, 0 for 12 in his last seven games, no RBIs. Edwin Rios, they're trying to give him shots, but he's not doing much with it, 0 for 6. For the Dodgers, Max Muncy is 5 for his last 17 with five hits, but two of those are home runs. He's slashing 294, 500, and 647. Mookie Betts is four for 16 with no home runs and one RBI slash and 250, 294, and 313. So that's not normal Mookie Betts. You know what I'm saying? No. And now, Crowley, I heard that they might have to move him over to shortstop because of injuries they're dealing with. The Dodger, Miguel Rojas, who he was a guy that really gave the Cubs fit in that in that three-game series. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he looks like he's injured, so yeah, let's see what Mookie Betts can do. I never doubt Mookie Betts, but let's see what happens on that one. All right, prediction time, Crowley. I'll go first. I'm going to go for a split, 2-2, two and two, and I've really got my eyes on that Saturday game. Not that the Sunday pitching matchup's not awesome, but this is a big step up in class for Hayden. Back at home against the Dodgers. These aren't the uh, IAs. Yeah, and I'm looking real close at the game I'm going to tomorrow. I want to see. I've never seen Tyone pitch for the Cubs. Never seen Michael Grove pitch, and I, I I really need a. I need Tyone to have an even better start, and b. I need the Cubs to hit this guy. There's no reason they shouldn't knock him around a little bit in Wrigley Field, and at least kind of try to keep the momentum going. Uh, you know, before you go into three really tough pitching matchups. So what are you thinking, Carl? Are you saying one and three, two and two? I'm going to go two and two with the split. All right, so we're both two and two. 
Let's uh, hope it's even better than that. But, hey, the Cubs have uh, won four series in a row. They just swept the A's. That's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on all the socials, Fly the W Facebook, uh, Instagram. You can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And now you can watch us, YouTube, by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great weekend. Going back to Wrigley, gonna love it, and I'm gonna be cheering. Go Cubs!